Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center. We're in Random Lake, Wisconsin. So glad to have you with us here today for our congregation at prayer. We continue with our catechesis through the book of Exodus and the giving of the law, and also with our continuous readings from the book of Hebrews. We begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We say our memory verse for this week. Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Psalm 90, verses 1 through 2. And we say our psalm for this week, Psalm 89. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heavens you will establish your faithfulness. You have said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord? O God, greatly to be feared in the council of the holy ones, and awesome above all who are around him. O Lord God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you. You rule the raging of the sea, when its waves rise, you still them. You crushed Rahab like a carcass, you scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours, the earth also is yours, the world and all that is in it, you have founded them. The north and the south, you have created them. Tabor and Hermon joyously praise your name. You have a mighty arm, strong is your hand, high your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne, steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who exalt in your name all the day and in your righteousness are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. By your favor our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord, our King to the Holy One of Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our first reading today is continuation of the letter from the writer to the Hebrews, chapter 3. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear my, his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, in the day of trial in the wilderness, 
where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works forty years. Therefore I was angry with that generation and said, They always go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, They shall not enter my rest. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who, having heard, rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter, or could not enter in, because of unbelief. There's that uh, ancient Latin maxim, carpe diem, right? Seize the day. Um, And there's a truthfulness to that. Um, If by seize the day you mean, um, let us work while it is still daytime before it is evening when no one can work, to quote Jesus, or or rather um, that uh, each day is a day to uh, renew focus upon God's word, um, to remember one's baptism, um, and to again return to the Lord and to receive his mercy. that's one of the most frustrating things, <laughs> I suppose, as a pastor, maybe even as parents, um, is to have members um, put off for a time um, their attendance to God's word, uh, maybe attendance in, you know, to church. Uh, we've had this with COVID, right? Now's the time to come back. That was May 31st. <laughs> for Sunday, we were able, um, according to state law, to, to gather together. And uh, yet we still have at least maybe a third of our fellow brothers and sisters um, you know, who continue to shelter at home, maybe for good cause, uh, for medical reasons, uh, but many of them uh, simply, eh, because they're putting it off, well, they'll get back to it someday. And you see uh, the consequence of that, at least as we see in the children of Israel in the wilderness, it leads to, re- to long-standing rebellion. Speaking of, here's uh, the children <laughs> in Exodus chapter 31. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak also to the children of Israel, saying, Surely my Sabbaths you shall keep, for it is a sign between me and you throughout your generations that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death, for whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Therefore the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. And when he made an end of speaking with him on Mount Sinai, he gave Moses two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone, written with the finger of God. And there ends our reading. All right, so speaking of Sabbath days and uh, returning to the fellowship of the church, 
Whose Sabbath is it? According to the word given to Moses. Now look in verse 13. It says it's my Sabbath. <laughs> it's the Lord's Sabbath. So what is, what is the Sabbath between God and Israel? What does he say there in verse 13? The Sabbath is a sign throughout their generations that the Lord is the one who sanctifies Israel. And that's also a key. It's the Lord who makes you holy. It's not your doing of the Sabbath that makes you holy. Um, what word of God are they to connect with the Sabbath? Um, verse 14, you shall keep the Sabbath, therefore it is holy to you. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Um, maybe back in Exodus 20. I'll just read it. It's almost identical. Um, we've heard this before. Remember, what, what happens in Exodus 20? Uh, best guess? That's the giving of the law, right? As we call them, the Ten Commandments. Uh, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work. You, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heaven and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Right, so the Sabbath day is holy. Why do you think then, um, that according to the word of the Lord here, those who violated the Sabbath, who did not keep uh, the Sabbath, were to be put to death or cut off from the people? As it says there in verse 14. Well, this is exactly what happens when you reject God's word. <laughs> as you cut yourself off from the rest the Lord gives and the making holy, the sanctification that the Lord gives by, by way of his word in the, that is heard on the Sabbath day. Um, who was to keep the Sabbath as a perpetual covenant? The children of Israel, right? Uh, what event interprets for us the Sabbath? Or how are you to understand the Sabbath, Sabbath itself? What is he talking about? He really clarifies it quite clearly in verse 17, right? Uh, it's a sign between me and the children of Israel forever, for in six days, right? So then he recalls the way that God created the heavens and the earth in six days, and then he himself rested the seventh day, or Sabbath, if you like. All right. Now, um, of course, this is the law given to the children of Israel, and we are God's new Israel. It still applies to us, um, but I suppose it applies to us in a different way. Um, think of what Jesus says or about himself. So who gives true rest on the Sabbath? It's Jesus, right? And what is he talking about? Um, probably the most significant, well, one of the more significant statements from Jesus in regards to Sabbath rest uh, is Matthew 11, when he says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Right? So Christ is our Sabbath. Does he give rest to the body, to the spirit, or to both? <laughs> yeah, he actually gives rest to both body and to spirit. All right, so um, that's something that's often missed. Like, oh, I have to go to church and hear God's word. Well, okay, yes, 
Um, but it's also a time where, where you um, get to be quite literally silent, receive, um, rather than having to do, you get to be given to, right? And then God appoints someone, uh, a pastor, to do that for you. Now, um, think also here, what else might be indicated by a Sabbath rest then? And we're going to read this next week. It actually comes up in Hebrews chapter 4. So we'll get to that here soon with Hebrews. There remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works, as God did from his. Right? And this is actually referring to eternal life with Christ. So, uh, the heaven is, of course, the eternal rest <laughs> from all the labor, all that he has done. Uh, what else is connected closely um, to that rest? Well, if I could just keep reading from Hebrews, again, we'll hear this next week, but let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Right? So how do we enter into that rest, that e- eternal life with Christ? It's through the word of God. Who then is the Lord of the Sabbath? Do we make the Sabbath? Do we make ourselves holy by keeping the Sabbath? And we already said no to that. It's the Lord's Sabbath, and he's the one who does the doing on the Sabbath. All right? Um, think about what Jesus says. Uh, we heard this in Matthew 12 when we studied Matthew. Yet I say to you that in this place there is one greater than the temple. But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you have not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord, even of the Sabbath, right? And this is all in the context of him healing on the Sabbath. Is it lawful? And he uses the analogy of the sheep falling into the pit and lift it out. Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath, he says. And then he heals uh, the man that has the uh, withered hand, right? Okay. Um, how had the tablets of stone been inscribed? Back to our reading. This is kind of helpful, actually, there. By the finger of God, right? Um, that expression comes up also, uh, came up also, I should say, when, um, when was it? Oh yes, when uh, um, God drove the, the people of Israel out of uh, Egypt uh, and exercised, you know, the finger of God upon, upon Pharaoh. Uh, and then Jesus will use it when you say, uh, with that whole incident about, you know, is Jesus casting out demons by Beelzebub? And he says, you know, I cast them out by the finger of God. All right, so, uh, meditation on this text. Jesus Christ is truly Lord of the Sabbath, for he made the Sabbath and gave it as a gift to man at creation. The Sabbath is realized as Jesus brings healing to those whose bodies suffer under the curse of sin and frees their souls from the burden of guilt. The Sabbath day was holy because God had declared it holy, even as he declares us holy and righteous for the sake of his Son. Those who worked on the Sabbath were denying the work of, that God would do for man by sending his son to die on the sixth day and rest in the tomb on the seventh day. This important fact about the centrality of the Sabbath is also seen in the way it frames the account of Israel's rebellion with the golden calf. After Israel had worked for another god and had been called to repentance, the Sabbath regulations were repeated so that Israel might be returned to the true rest found in Christ. 
Um, so they repeat it again. I didn't read this for you. And I think Exodus 35. Now, then Moses gathered all the children of Israel together and said to them, These are the words which the Lord has commanded to you. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh day shall be a holy day for you, a Sabbath of rest in the Lord. Whoever does any work on it should be put to death. Um, so, as Luther teaches in the third commandment, I think this is important, and we'll study this next week. Uh, we should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching in his word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear and learn it. Notice that Luther mentions no day. <laughs> um, actually, each day is a day to be lived in the rest that Jesus gives, that is, through his, the forgiveness of sins, which is what that's all a pattern or type of. All right, let's confess our catechism for this week. First commandment. You shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Second commandment, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not curse, swear, use satanic arts, lie, or deceive by his name, but call upon it in every trouble, pray, praise, and give thanks. Let us pray. Lord God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you teach us to trust in you above all things because you are the only true and living God. You love us and provide us with everything that we need for our life and salvation. Forgive us for making gods out of ourselves. Forgive us for trusting in our works, money, pleasures, or anything in this world more than we trust in you. Excuse me, in you. By your forgiveness, teach me to fear, love, and trust in you above all things. For you live and reign with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray. Blessed Lord, we are to not misuse your holy name by cursing, swearing, using satanic arts, lying, or deceiving others. Forgive us our sins against the second commandment. Teach us by your word and spirit to call upon you in every trouble, to pray, praise, and give thanks to you at all times. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this Friday, we preach for the Holy uh, preach, um, or we pray for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for its spread throughout the whole world. Pray for the persecuted, and for all the sick and dying. Pray for our first responders, doctors, nurses, all those who work in nursing homes and hospitals. Pray for deliverance from pestilence, sedition, rebellion. Pray for our military personnel. On this September fourth, we pray in Thanksgiving. Those who celebrate their birthday, Ashley. Um, we also pray in Thanksgiving for the confession of faith made by Natron and Nicholas this past weekend. We ask the Lord that he would heal those who are ill, recovering, or undergoing treatment. Uh, and I want to note before we do that, um, that actually Steve Siebenhaller should belong under that section. He was mistakenly put under hospice. He's not in hospice, but receiving treatment for cancer. We'll put him up there. All right. Marcella, we pray for Marcella, Jan, Ron, Brad, Janet, Timothy, Carol, and Pastor Lindau. Pray for Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, Aaron, Roger, Steve, and Jean. We pray for those in palliative care, Carol, those who are grieving, the family and friends of Virtus. Pray for those who are isolated at home, Bev, David, Willis, Janice, and Mickey. We pray for all the missions and mercy work of our church, especially for the Orphan Grain Train, our mission of the month, and the Federowitz family. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the collect for this week. 
Almighty and merciful God, by your gift alone, your faithful people render true and laudable service. Help us steadfastly to live in this life according to your promises, and finally attain your heavenly glory. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I don't think we have a commemoration today. Let me see here. Excuse me. Oh, no, it's actually the commemoration for Moses. So, a little summary on that. Moses was born in Egypt several generations after Joseph brought his father, Jacob, and his brothers there to escape the famine in the land of Canaan. The descendants of Jacob had been enslaved by the Egyptians and were ordered to kill all their male children. When Moses was born, his mother put him in a basket and was set afloat in the Nile River. He was found by Pharaoh's daughter and raised as her son. At age 40, Moses killed an Egyptian taskmaster and fled to the land of Midian, where he worked as a shepherd for 40 years. Then the Lord called him to return to Egypt and tell Pharaoh, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. Eventually Pharaoh gave in, and after the Israelites celebrated their first Passover, Moses led them out. At the Red Sea, the Egyptian army was destroyed, and the Israelites passed to safety on dry land. At Mount Sinai, they were given the law and erected the tabernacle. But because of disobedience, they had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Moses himself was not allowed to enter the promised land, though God allowed him to view it. Deuteronomy 34. In the New Testament, Moses is referred to as lawgiver and prophet. The first five books of the Bible are attributed to him. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, through the prophet Moses, you began the prophetic pattern of teaching your people the true faith and demonstrating through miracles your presence in creation to heal it of its brokenness. Grant that your church may see in your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, the final end times prophet whose teaching and miracles continue in your church through the healing medicine of the gospel and sacraments. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right, we sing our hymn for this week. With the Lord begin your task. Oh, look, it's not here. Have I not done a devotion here this week? Uh, I guess I haven't. All right, so give me a moment here. We'll get it queued up. Where is it? Where is it? LSB hymn audio, hymn number 869. There it is. <laughs> Sorry about that.
with the Lord begin your task. Jesus will direct it, for his aid and counsel has. Jesus will perfect it. Every morn with Jesus rise, and when day is ended, then close your eyes, be to him commanded. Let each day begin with prayer, praise and adoration. On the Lord cast every care, he is your salvation. Morning, evening, and at night, Jesus will be near you, save you from the tempter's might, with his presence cheer you. With your Savior at your side, foes need not alarm you. In his promises confide, and no hill can harm you. All your trust and hope repose in the mighty Master, who in wisdom truly knows how to stem disaster. If your task be thus begun with the Savior's blessing, Safely then your course will run for the promised pressing. Good will follow everywhere while you here must wander. You at last the joy will share in the mansions yonder. Thus, Lord Jesus, every task be to you commanded. May your will be done, high has, until life is ended. Jesus, in your name be gone, be the day's endeavor. Grant that it may well be done, to your praise forever. All right, that concludes our devotion for today, September 4th, 2020. Someone singing in the hallway. Lord be with you all today as you go about your work. God bless all, all that he gives to you. And <laughs> he's still singing. Uh, and may uh, you find your rest in Jesus and his word alone. All right. Lord be with you. And again, we'll, we'll have a congregation of prayer tomorrow morning, Saturday. And then also uh, join us Sunday morning, 930 for our divine service live from St. John. Lord be with you all. We'll see you soon.